Good Saturday morning, ladies, gentlemen, fanatics of all ages. My name is Paul Boyer. This is Phillies Therapy with our belated NLCS Game 3 post-game. On Friday night, the Phillies again did what they had to do. It wasn't always pretty. It wasn't always elegant. It wasn't always, well, sometimes it was pretty flashy. But it was the 2022 Phillies brand of baseball, through and through. There's just no mistaking it for any other team. There was a little bit of clutch hitting, a little bit of surprising defense, a little bit of not-so-surprising defense in the bad way. And all in all, it just came together (laughs) to bring us through three and a half hours of agony. And on the other end, the Phillies have reclaimed the NLCS series lead two games to one on the back of this 4-2 victory. Things probably could have gone a thousand different ways in this game, and that's being conservative. Just think about how it started, right? First batter of the game, Kyle Schwarber comes up, works a full count, pops one into right center field for a leadoff home run. Fantastic. Joe Musgrove doesn't look great. He walks the next two batters. You're thinking, oh, the Phillies are going to put this one out of reach way early. Maybe you could relax a little bit. Maybe you could get your pitching set up for the bullpen game coming on Saturday. Well, no, of course it wasn't going to be that easy. The Phillies never trailed in this game. They were tied at one. But even though they never trailed, it also didn't always feel like they were winning either. These tight games just seem that much tighter. Simple fact of the matter is that the pitching was up to the task. Ranger Suarez was really good. Uh, He was lifted after 68 pitches in five innings, which... You know, it was about as much as you can ask for the guy. Uh, He started to look a little shaky toward the end there. And even though his pitch count was low, he's in the same kind of situation with some of these other bulk pitchers, or at least the ones not named Nola and Wheeler, where the leash is still a little bit short. Even with five games in five days coming up and the bullpen usage going to be through the roof, especially on Saturday uh, before the Wheeler and Nola games kick in in games five and, if necessary, game six. But it ended up being the right move. And Rob Thompson continues to push the right buttons, mostly. I still can't figure out why he leaves Nick Castellanos in on defense late in games, but I guess that's a different thing. Anyway, Ranger was really good. Uh, He spotted some great pitches. First inning was fantastic. He ended up getting through five, only gave up two hits. Defense behind him was shaky. Gene Segura had a... Missed double play transfer error that led to the Padres' first run. Should have ended the inning. The Phillies should have escaped with a one nothing lead still intact, but that didn't happen. Reese Hoskins, my boy, continues to aggravate me a little bit. Also committed an error. That thankfully avoided further damage. But Ranger was up to the task. He was. He rose to the moment. He was not as erratic as he was in the Atlanta series. Didn't walk five guys, didn't walk anybody. That's the Ranger we're accustomed to seeing. He did what he had to do, five good innings, and he left with the lead. Following him, things got interesting 
even though the Phillies arguably three best relievers, certainly they're two best, but arguably they're three best relievers, went for the final four innings. Zach Eflin had the sixth. He gave up two hits. Only needed 17 pitches. He might have been able to go a little longer, but the top of the Padres order was coming up, and that is the time for Jose Alvarado to shine. And to shine, he did. He got through that heart of the order, and he started the next inning to face Juan Soto. He gave up a chopped single the other way against the shift, which, you know, what are you going to do about that? So he was lifted for Sir Anthony Dominguez, who proceeded to go through the next six outs, giving up just one hit, striking out three, including Austin Nola, to end the game and seal the victory. Top to bottom, fantastic pitching effort. Now, Saturday is going to be a little bit different. Saturday, different guys are going to be relied upon. Different guys are going to be given the ball. You're probably going to see more of Andrew Bellotti and Brad Hand and, and the like. Bailey Falter and Noah Syndergaard, you hope, will be able to pick up the bulk of the innings. If between them they can give you six, I think you'd have to be feeling pretty good. It's kind of a tall task, but the Padres haven't seen Bailey Falter. And for a deception pitcher, that's something that can work in his favor. Falter hasn't pitched in a little bit. I think it's since October 9th, so about two weeks. Might have a little bit of rust, or he might come out with a, a charged arm. Throwing 95, who knows? Either way, he'll get the ball first. He's going to start the game. And the plan seems to be to get him through one time through the order. Ideally, that gets you through three complete. We'll see how things go. Back to game three. Gene Segura was the star of this show. He was. Kyle Schwarber hit the leadoff home run. That was great. But for both good and bad, sometimes... Gene Segura was the guy on Friday. He had two outstanding diving plays in the field, one on Trent Grisham, one on Hassan Kim. He had a two-run single in the fourth inning that gave the Phillies the lead back 3-1, to one, a pitch that was low and away and diving away from him. Gave you flashbacks to the Andre Pallante hit in the St. Louis series. Sure enough, he pokes it over second base, and it's a hit with runners in scoring position, and the Phillies reclaim the lead that they would never give back. He also missed the double play transfer, which led to one of the Padres' two runs, which, you know, that's that's not great. And I think the Phillies, just as a team right now, look like they're about as tense as you could possibly be, or at least they did on Friday. I hope they come out on Saturday looking a little bit more relaxed now that they have the series lead back, because holy crap. They, uh, you Look... Being a professional athlete is hard. I'm nervous just sitting on my couch watching these games. I can't imagine what it's like to be actually on the field. It's got to be a rush. You've got to have so much energy going through you. I don't know how some of these guys channel it. Normally, you can't see that. You, you can't always see that come through. Sometimes you see it in excitement. Segura was definitely excited. He, had, <laughs> he slammed his bat after the two-run single. He whooped and yelled as he made that last uh, diving defensive play um, against Kim. You know, like, it, it just look as if the moment was starting to get to them at times on Friday, which isn't great. Um, but they rebounded. It ended up not mattering so much in the end. What matters in the end is that the Phillies won 4-2. to two. 
another big benefit of last night's game is that guys are starting to hit a little bit more, or at least we saw a bigger spread of hits than we had been used to in most of the past few games. Bryce Harper had another hit, although his extra base hit streak was snapped. Schwarber went two for four. Reese, again, my boy, 0 for three, three strikeouts, though he did have a walk. JT also went 0 for, but everybody else picked up the slack. Alec Bohm, two for three. He had a really nice game. He actually ended up keying the rally when Castellanos grounded into a double play behind Harper after Harper hit a, a scorched single through the shift. Bohm comes right back, singles. Bryson Stott uh, works the count, pokes a double down the right field line or into right field. That led to Segura's eventual go-ahead hit in the fourth inning. You can't forget that some of these guys leading up to these big hits, and we'll, I will always remember that Segura hit. That's a fantastic piece of hitting, even if it was a chase, even if that was a pitch that would count for one and a half balls. It ended up counting for two runs and what's more important. But really, the table was set by, again, the younger guys on the roster. Bohm rebounded right away after Castellanos threatened to destroy that inning. Stott followed up with one of his trademark big ABs. Look, I'm telling you what, Bryson Stott might be the guy you want up most to work a big at bat right now. As crazy as that can sound, he's still only hitting just below 200, 182 after his two-hit game on Friday. OPS under 600. There's just something about the way the guy takes his at-bats. When he has a good at-bat, it's a good at-bat. I just... And it paid off. It paid off big time. Uh, just another reason, I think, why he'll be the leadoff hitter in 2023. But regardless, we got a we got a series going on right now that we need to take care of, right? Looking ahead, the Phillies are going to, again, start Bailey Falter against San Diego's Mike Clevenger who did not look good in his only other postseason appearance. Clevenger started against the Dodgers in the NLDS and only went two and two-thirds, gave up six hits, five runs, four earned, including a home run, three strikeouts against two walks. Again, that was in two and two-thirds innings. It's bad. Dodgers are a really good team, sure. It was the Dodgers' only win of that series. But on the whole, Clevenger, after a series of injuries over the last couple of years, he missed all of 2021. This year for the Padres in 22, he made 22 starts, 114 innings, 91 strikeouts against 35 walks. Not a super great ratio. Definitely not as good as he's put up in the past with Cleveland. He's just, he's not quite that guy right now. He's not quite the guy he was at his peak with Cleveland back toward the end of the 2010s. That means it's another chance for the Phillies to pounce. Joe Musgrove didn't look his best on Friday. Mike Clevenger, you would assume, is probably not quite at his best right now. This is the postseason, of course. These guys summon strength from all corners, but this might be the time for the Phillies to pounce. And look, the burden is on the offense today, Saturday. There is, there is a tough path toward victory with the way the pitching is set up. It's just hard to rely on the lower leverage guys to pick up the bulk of the innings and deliver you a victory in a low-scoring game. It's just probably not how it's going to work out. 
It might work out the other way. Sure, it's baseball. Anything could happen. That's probably not how it's going to work out. So the burden's on the offense to do a little bit more work. They were good on Friday. They were better. Uh, honestly, I think they were better than they were in both games one and two, even though they had the two home runs in game one. Game two, they just got all of their offense basically on bloops and soft contact, kind of like what the Padres were doing on Friday, where every soft ball seemed to find a gap or take some weird spin. It was just, it was, it was irritating. I'm very glad the Phillies did not lose that game to a thousand paper cuts. But yes, the burden is on the offense. These guys have to hit. It's probably going to take five-plus runs to win this game. I would think. We'll see if Falter and Syndergaard can actually um, prove me wrong. Again, I'm not on the best streak of predicting things so far this postseason. Now would be the time to be proven wrong again, though. I'm very happy to eat all of this crow. This is fantastic. Not happy about the Hoskins crow. Again, we'll talk more about him another time. Anyway. Saturday night, Phillies have the series lead. They win on Saturday. They can close this thing out at home on Sunday. It's the position you want to be in. And the Phillies are there. It'll be interesting tonight. Probably going to be ugly baseball. Maybe not the finest quality product. I'm sure the people out there who don't have an attachment in this series are enjoying it. It's really honestly been a good series through three games. Uh, agony for those of us who are watching it and living and dying with every pitch. But for the rest of you out there, I'm, I'm very happy for you. I, I continue to hope you're enjoying yourselves while we languish. <laughs> it's a good kind of languishing though. You know, it's funny baseball playoff baseball in particular is so great in that it's, you know, those three and a half hours of torture. And yet some part of you just can't wait to do it again the next day. <laughs> and so here we go. Day two of potentially five in a row where the Phillies look to exact control over this NLCS, potentially go up three games to one and move that much closer to an appearance in the World Series for the first time since 2009. I will be at the game on Saturday, as will, of course, Matt and a number of you who um, I've been happy to connect with over the past few weeks and months and years i hope we all have a blast matt and i will be back with you at some point probably not post game tonight saturday uh probably something on sunday we'll see how it goes sunday is a two o'clock game but for now we march on to game four bailey falter takes the bump to start the game phillies look to take a 3-1 series lead against the padres here in the nlcs for the absent matt who says hello i'm paul boyer See you soon.